War is Kind by Stephen Crane Do not weep, maiden, for war is kind Because the lover threw wild hands toward the sky And the affrighted steed ran on alone Do not weep War is kind Hoarse, booming drums of the regiment Little souls who thirst for fight These men were born to drill and die The unexplained glory flies above them Great is the battle god Great and his kingdom a field where a thousand corpses lie. Do not weep, babe, for war is kind. Because your father tumbled in the yellow trenches. Raged at his breast, gulped and died. Do not weep, war is kind. Swift blazing flag of the regiment. Eagle with crest of red and gold. These men were born to drill and die. Point for them the virtue of slaughter. Make plain to them the excellence of killing And a field where a thousand corpses lie Mother, whose heart hung humble as a button On the bright, splendid shroud of your son Do not weep War is kind You're listening to Blue Pigment Podcast, sponsored by Huskarl. Go to huskarl.co.uk to see some of their fantastic artwork. You can get yourself a custom-made t-shirt, printout, or stickers. The Huskarl were the bodyguards to King Harold. When King Harold was killed, the Huskarl did not admit defeat, and they went on to fight to the death, sticking to their guns and being loyal to what they believed to the end. And that is what Huskarl brand stands for. Being loyal to who you are as a person. Go to huskarl.co.uk. That's H-U-S-C-A-R-L. And when you get to Huskarl and you go to the checkout, use discount code BLUEPIGMENT for 10% off. Follow the you, not the fooler. Hi, uh, uh, so we're joined today by Susie Stanford. She's the CEO of Military Veterans Creative Arts, which is a CIC, a community interest company. Um, how are you, Susie? How, how's your day going? Oh, it's going really good. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you told me just before I start recording, that you had a, uh, a lesson on a couple of Zoom lessons. Is that to sort of aid the, the Military Veterans Creative, you know, how you want to perceive it into the public in the future? Yeah, well, I'm doing um, a video. It's quite a big project. It's going to be four or five different videos. 
and I've got a little bit lost. So um, it needs to go up to the next level of video creating whatever software, uh, which I'm not too familiar with. So I've gone back to my tutor of six years and said, I need help. I'm getting lost. So that's what I've been doing. Four and a half hours today. Oh, wow. And it's great. I really enjoy it. We both find um, it quite creative. So it's all good. Yeah. So I've I've spoken about you a lot throughout my podcast, you know, from I think it was like episode maybe seven or eight, eight or nine, even one of those up until now. I think I've mentioned military veterans and yourself, Susie, quite quite often for the great work that you're doing with military veterans, creative arts. And I'll put the links in the description so that anyone that's listening now can go across and find the YouTube channel as well as the website and other um, great parts that Military Veterans Creative Arts is on, all the other social media platforms. And for those of you that maybe this is the first time you're listening, Military Veterans Creative Arts, what I would describe it as is uh, like a hub of art, but also mental health, you know, like a mental health relieving methods you know do being creative and getting your mind out of your head and putting it onto pen and paper or putting it into songs or or poetry lyrics uh so that's i think that's really aiding veterans in that way so when you first set out to create um, military veterans creative arts what was your goal originally um, i had a vision about 20 years ago that i was going to be running all different types of creative art therapies in this big property and people would ring up and say can I come down and um, have a go at doing artwork or recording or lots of different types of creative art activities the reason that I did that was because uh, that came to me was because I've been in therapy since at least the age of seven and I go to the therapist they shut the door and I have to tell my story all over again. And, and I just like, I'm not getting out of this. It's just a vicious circle and I'm constantly being more re-traumatized. So when I lost my mum in 2010, January 1st, 2010, my, uh, my stepdad, who I didn't really know that well, actually, he kind of came to my rescue at a really bad time in my life and he said what is it that you want to do and I said well I really do need to get into creative activities so he funded singing lessons and drumming lessons for me and was really supportive over how I needed to get through being stuck I had my own bedroom I moved in with him looked after him he had beautiful five bedroom bungalow had my own bedroom, my own drum room, my own lounge, and it was amazing. So every day I would go in and play the drums. I'd go in the conservatory, start writing songs. I don't know how that happened. And I started my creative journey. And then I thought, I'd set up this group, um, new Facebook group, and I thought, right, I need to share this. So I had to start telling people how it was helping me. And sharing my journey, well, that was a problem because I, I'm quite private, really. So I was giving little snippets like I'm going to jam night tonight and I'm petrified to get up on straight stage and play the drums or, or sing. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. 
And when I wrote that first song, I'd lost a friend who, he was a Royal Marine. He, he had really bad uh, PTSD and he was fighting that. And then he uh, lost his life to cancer and the whole family adored him. So that then forced us to move forward to see what we could do. On Facebook, it just seemed that somebody was dying every week. And I was like, this can't be right. And uh, so, yeah, so I thought, right, I've got to find a way to, to, to help people the way that I've got through it. Yeah, I suppose that, um, that it's a way of developing yourself and getting better is sometimes you have to go through trauma to grow. So post-traumatic growth. Yeah. So the stuff you've described, you know, if your friend and your mom and, you know, the things that's happened to you has allowed you, which has caused you pain. But from that pain, you've grown into a different person that you would have been if you hadn't have experienced that pain. So that post-traumatic growth has mm. taken you from where you were before to now the CEO of Military Veterans Creative Arts, you know, CIC. And I, you know, I know that when we first started talking, it was a, a one person band with you sort of tackling everything all at once. And you've recently, you know, got some somebody else on board, which is great. Um, but what um, what future projects do you foresee coming coming to the way of military veterans creative arts? The ultimate goal is to have the uh, property. If a veteran rings up and says he wants to come and stay for a while, then ask him what he wants or she, what they would like to explore in terms of creativity, then get somebody in to come and work with them. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal. And I won't rest until I get there. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you're doing a, you're doing a fantastic job and it does seem like you're working very, very hard because every time I, you know, speak to somebody new that, Oh, Susie's up to this or she's doing this, she's doing that. So you're keeping yourself busy. And I know um, two episodes ago, I had David Brain on um, from the Royal Marines gig club and the, the work that you did for him, bringing out his single and the, uh, the sea shanty style song that, that they've got going on to raise money for the Royal Marines charity. Uh, how did you get involved in that? How did you meet David Brain? Well, I donate a song every year to a charity or CIC and it was that time of the year I thought right I need to now look at what organization and I just got speaking to David and it kind of went from there really so he was sending the lyrics back and forwards and I was um, looking at and saying that's that'll work that won't work um then um once I'd got all the words I was thinking right what melody would go with that so then I worked on the melody then it went off to the arrangement stage a couple of arrangements came back that I wasn't happy with I I wasn't getting the vibe and then finally um Kyle did it um Kyle Pemberton and I'd met Kyle Pemberton when I'd been working as producer on Julie Cooper at the last post song so he, he, he felt the vibe and he knew what I was wanting. So, yes, yeah, so then, um, David, I started off with the promotion because I have to move on to the next project. So I got the promotion going for him and um, he's really sailed off. He's done amazing. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen Over that. Over £1,200. Oh, really? The last time I looked, it was yeah. half of that, but that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's yeah. massive. Thanks to you then, because you've obviously put a lot of people together to create the the hype around the charity and the event that they're, you know, they're trying to raise. So yeah, well done, yeah. Susie. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So you talked about, you wanted to help people through the creativity and people that have got PTSD, uh, you know, give them that creative output. What do you think it is? I know you've done a few courses on mental health and to try and, you know, give yourself a bit more subject matter knowledge. Um, so what do you think it is about being creative that is good for your mind? Well, um, I actually studied for over 10 years in lots of different types of therapies. And on my final year, it was like, this isn't for me. I can't sit behind that door asking people to keep telling me their story. So there had to be another way to do it. And so what did you ask again? <laughs> I go off, I lose it. <laughs> uh, so what? what is it about being creative, do you think, that helps the, the, okay. the brain and helps the mind? Okay, I actually think that people who have been through trauma have this ability to tap in a, into the creative part um, of their brain, whatever, and um, they have so many amazing opportunities and talents. It, it's... It, it, it's kind of like um, when you become hypervigilant, you become more aware of so many different things. And it's almost like you're, you're able to tap into that. Um, whereas when I was at school, I wanted to play the drums. I was never allowed to. If you weren't good at drawing, you basically were shoved somewhere else to go and do maths or something. What we do is we help people to uh, veterans and their families to um, explore, yeah, mainly through song. I, I'm a songwriter and producer, so that's kind of where I fit, really. And so if they send me a few words, then we expand on that. And then I just say, like, put all of the words down. And it's like telling a story. So um, it's opening them up to telling a story, but not the story of what it is that's um, traumatising them. Or, so they're not having to revisit that trauma. Um, so it's they're very much in control of it, and which means that they can control their own um, process they need to go through to recover from what's triggering them, really. Yeah, that makes sense. I suppose that it's yeah. like when, um, if you come from a very, you know, very traumatic life or something very traumatic has happened to you, having a creative brain and being able to go into your own world, which your brain has to create, uh, it kind of opens up that imagination, you know, the imagination of probably when you're a child, you know, having that childhood imagination of creating an alternative reality to the reality that you've lived through or been through or going through. So, yeah, that makes complete sense that somebody that's been through trauma may be more creative because of like it's like more like an escape, I guess, so they can escape what their past or present is. Yeah, what they've perceived their future to be. Yeah, but is it an escape? Is it is it going towards the reality, really? Because we are supposed to be creative. Almost everything we do is creative, from cooking, even how you, you clean up, you have this like creative way of organising it and little bits that you enjoy, which is, I, I used to hate washing up. 
And I was trained by Paul McKenna in London to learn to love to wash up. And uh, it was about putting the liquid in and, and making all these lovely bubbles and how that all felt. So um, that it's kind of connecting with your creativity and accepting that creativity, which isn't high on the education list. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's that uh, sense, you know, sensory classes that I, t- you know, I took my young ones when they were toddlers and babies to uh, sensory classes so they can get used to the feel and the, you know, touch different textures and all that sort of thing. And I suppose we forget about that when we're adults because we've got so much going on in our lives that we are yeah. quite com- become quite complacent to just the, the the sense of something and just re-engaging your your mind and your brain into, say, for instance, washing up feeling the soap on your hands and the warm water and the, you know, the, the processes of cleaning and going from something from dirty to clean. And that process of your completing a task, it's not only a sensory thing that you're experiencing physically, but it's a mental thing that you're cleansing, maybe, you know, cleansing your mind for the day or at least taking your mind off of something whilst you're concentrating mm. on, on that one thing. So, and I suppose that's exactly the same way as painting or singing or songwriting or poetry. Mm for that particular time frame, you're not concentrating on everything that's around you. You're concentrating on the, the task in, in front of you, which is sort of a tunnel vision, I guess, of that task, but it gives you that, that let up, especially if you're somebody that overthinks consistently. If you have that one thing that takes your mind off it for, even if it's just for a few minutes, then that, that's surely a good thing. But mm. yeah. We're so, so we, I think so many of us are analysing so much and um, we don't give our brains a rest from analysing everything. But sometimes analysing can be quite creative. So um, there is a positive to it, um, but it um, depends what we're analysing. Um, on one of your podcasts, you were at the barbecue yeah, and... Yeah. Um, the way you went was um, it was quite awful. I really felt for you, but in a way, wow! How creative that your mind was going off, yeah. imagining, visioning all these things happening. Um, yeah, that's, it's not like I said. I do do that, and I still do it regularly. But it's just I notice that I'm doing it and try to stop it. But in the past, it has actually been it has been of aid, like it's benefited me. Um, because yeah. you know there's so many scenarios have gone in through through my head there was a t- uh, time that I was in Kenya and I envisioned in my head of a lion coming out of the bushes and attacking one of the guys and what would I do if this lion came out and started mauling one of the guys you know the only thing I could think to do was to run forward make as much noise as I can and see if I can scare it away or have that sort of effect and lo and behold maybe a few days later, it wasn't a lion that, that did it, but an elephant attacked one of our guys. It was pinning him to the floor of its, with its head. It was ripping him left and right with its tusks and uh, it was standing on him as well. And me, all in the meantime, I thought he was dying, but I'd already envisioned a scenario similar to this. So I ran forward, screaming and shouting, making as much noise as I could. And lo and behold, the elephant picked him up, threw him away, started running at me, but he was, we were both okay. We both like ran off. And met up and there was another two guys there and we gave him a bit of first aid and called in a helicopter to take him away. And he was fine. Um, yeah, and he's still fine now, wow. but it, it's sometimes that creative mind and being in, getting yourself into some scenarios 
it does pay off. But sometimes you've yeah. got to realize your mind is just go running away with itself at the moment. And maybe you could put it back into check and and calm your nerves if it's a scenario that is unlikely to happen. But that's just a you know a one-off scenario that it's actually come into its <laughs> come into play. But yeah. Wow. I, have, I have many of these scenarios that I've envisioned. Premonitions. In yeah. They call them premonitions, eh? Yeah. I've had quite a few of those. They can be quite interesting. Mm. Especially as a parent, I seem to do it all the time. I always envision my children falling down the stairs and, and trapping their fingers indoors and all this sort of stuff. And I'm just like, oh, why are you thinking about that? But at the same time, then it yeah. makes me a safe parent. I put the baby gates up on the stairs. Yeah. I've put little safety uh, cushions on the on the doors and stuff like that. Stop this sort of stuff happening because it's a defense mechanism, really. That mm. mental preparation is is good, and it you know it's a defense mechanism for you. But uh, yeah, just uh, you just got to try and keep it in check and make sure it's not uh, going again a bit wild, which is probably you know for some people severe PTSD they they get into a scenario and can't think of a way out or they don't you know don't even know they're in the scenario they're just playing it out in their head and it isn't until you know they come round and they think oh what was that about but um yeah for people with severe PTSD it's and if somebody is having visions like that then you should definitely seek help from a GP or a, or a local charity or, a, or an online charity when um I kind of recognize when I'm going into a really dark place now and um I I um have visions of all these wonderful things I know this sounds really crazy but there's a gentleman that said to me um that when he goes into that dark place he he actually goes down the toilet and I said okay so why not put all beautiful flowers or plants around the toilet so that when you go down and you know you come up again, you've got all these beautiful flowers. And it's like when you come out of that place, you come back with gifts. Um, and that gift is a new awareness that's going to help you. Um, so um, that, that was quite effective. So I realised then, I thought, well, that's what I do. Sometimes I say, I haven't got time to go to that place right now. I'm busy. But when I'm ready, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go there now. And I know when I come out of it, I, I've learned something else. And it, it, it is like a gift. It's crazy, but, yeah. Is it crazy? I don't know. The mind works it, in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think everyone yeah. has a different perception of reality. You know, some people have a rosy life where everything's all singing and dancing and there's no problems in their life but how much are they developing how much are they growing if their life mm -hmm. is perfect you know you get some people that have been through some severe traumatic times in their life that have gone on to be extremely successful people and it's probably because mm -hmm. of the trauma that has made them grow into somebody else and created the person they are today mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the question that i've asked everyone i'm going to pose it now um what is the most courageous thing that you've ever seen or heard of? I'll give you some time to think, but uh, yeah, that is the most question of the day. Most courageous thing I've seen or heard of. There's a thing that there's a thing that gets me. Get that, that, it sounds really strange, but I am a sucker for pride, like being proud of somebody, and it could be the the stupidest thing, like from somebody doing really well on Britain's Got Talent. 
and you expect them not to be that good and then all of a sudden they're amazing and that that really wells me up it's like oh my god i'm so proud of that person <laughs> like that's very courageous that they've gone it, for example uh susan boyle everyone was sort of a bit like who's this person you know what's she about and then she come out with an incredible voice and everyone was cheering and shouting at that is absolute courage to to be against to, to have a crowd against you but then come out on top at the end that's my vision of courage yeah i think i've got one yeah i remember when i was recording um some veterans and their families on stay strong be brave and um i know two of them were petrified to go into the studio and you could see when it was their turn they clocked each other that eye contact and i was like okay so but they had to go in right so they'd spend the day before rehearsing so just matter of fact your turn now so um when i read the feedback and i know they won't mind me sharing this um because of the um it's ticked on the thingy that i can I was told by two of them it was worse than going into Northern Ireland, that yeah. fear. And I was so proud of them. And one of those pe- persons, uh, I sent you a message the other day um, that um, he sent that song to one of his brothers um, that is currently serving and going through a really bad time. Now, that's taken that guy two years to actually realise how he was impacted by that, if that's the right word, um, empowered by that song and that whole experience. So, um, yeah, I was really proud of them. They all did so well. And it's like, yeah, and, and it does bring a tear to my eye. Yeah. Bless them. Yeah, bless them. I can really, I can really relate to that. I think that that fear of obviously, I've been to Iraq. I've done tours of Afghanistan and uh, you know other, you know other areas around the world. And that fear of going to somewhere like that is is one sort of avenue of, of worry. I should probably say, but um, getting up in front of people and doing something, for example, you know, art or creativity. And I, I see it with, um, you know, boxers or mixed martial art f- fighters, the pure courage that you've got to have to stand out in front of a crowd, I believe is, you know, is very courageous. It's, it's um. ultimate courage, courage, because that puts the life, you know, that shits me up. <laughs> the thought mm-hmm. of uh, being in front of a huge crowd. I mean, the podcast and what I'm doing now, I don't know, you know, exactly how many listeners I've got, but I can't see them in front of me. So it doesn't give me that much fear. It did at the start. I did wonder, you know, if this kicks off really big and, you know, people start noticing me, or, you know, not that they have or would, I don't know, but uh, it would, that would scare me. But yeah, so had that fear with a podcast and I would definitely have that fear if somebody told me to sing a song in front of an audience, but which you're great at, you're great yes. at bringing people out your CL. We were all the other side watching through the screen as well. Yeah. That's quite amazing. Yeah. So we could see them singing. So quite I've seen, amazing. Um, really proud of them. I've seen on your um YouTube channel as well, you had Phil Champion. So obviously Champion, he's a, Phil Campion. Campion, yeah. sorry, yeah. He's a big name yeah. in sort of um the military world. Uh, you know, former SAS. How did you get him on board and 
get him in front of a mic and singing? Well, I just asked him and he went for it. Yeah. Good, good man. Him and Wendy came down and spent two days with them. Absolutely beautiful people. And um, I thought, right, how am I going to handle this? Like, feel going into the studio. So I basically put him in the studio, gave him some exercises to warm his vocals up and then kind of left him in there. And um, you can see it. I think you can see it on the video. And he was really going for it. I was so proud of him. And Wendy sat the other side um, so she could see what was going on. And and between them, it was just so beautiful. It was just... And did you see the tear when he... um, when he heard it back, there's tears in his eyes. Oh, when he man. heard yeah. the second day when he came back to hear it. And oh, it's just so man. beautiful. So beautiful. I've seen yeah. him recently doing some work and helping out with uh, uh, army cadets and stuff like that and developing the youth yeah. and, uh, you know, that, that sort of thing. So I think he's doing a, a great thing with getting involved with the community, with uh, Military Veterans Creative Arts, you know, CIC, that if, if he's doing stuff like that, you know, it just shows that anyone could do it. You know, if a former SES, big burly man, you know, yeah. can, can try his hand at creativity, then surely, and that's, you know, you know, surely anyone can, can get on board and get involved and not feel that they're too big and too strong or too this or that to, to be creative because creativity is for everybody. Yeah. And it, and there is, um, they, who is it? Susan Jefferson, I think says, Face the fear and do it anyway. So each fear we face empowers us. And, of course, there's the feel-good factor when, when you've completed the project. But also um, the way I think of it is that um, you can't all be together. When you leave um, the services, you can't always be together as that brotherhood, sisterhood. But hearing the words... Um, on a song, poem, then it kind of connects you all still. So um, the friend that sent the um, song to the person um, probably thousands of miles away, they've connecting through that song. And, and it's quite an uplifting song. So there could be one line in there. And actually in that song, it's keep that purpose in your stride. That could be that line when you've got all those people singing it that, that yes, I'm going to keep that purpose in my stride. So it can help so many people, um, not just that person going into the studio or, or writing the lyric, et cetera. It, um, yeah, it's just, I love it. Yeah, it is a great song. I've, I've had it on uh, a previous episode. Um, and if it's okay with you, I could probably put it at the end of this episode as well, if, if, that's, yeah. if that's okay with you. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah, so I've, I've uploaded quite a few poems onto... I've obviously got my podcast and some of the musical talent, talent that I've found I've uploaded to Spotify now and a couple of the poems. Um, is that something that you're looking to do as well with Military Veterans Creative Arts, get some more stuff onto Spotify or...? Well, we've got um, we've got sixteen poems that we've worked on, put um, um, sound and video too, but very limited with um, what I can do at the moment. Um, I've got so many projects going on, 
And the poetry really does uh, excite me as well because I can remember being in the classroom and not knowing what the poem was about. So I would start panicking. So um, the music and the sounds behind the poem helps me to relax and hear the poem better. So I'm not panicking about, I don't understand it. So that's, um, I'm, I'm quite passionate about that um, in helping people to be able to relax. Because I think if I'm probably like that, and there might be other people too that went through that at school. Um, but in terms of trying to get the stuff on the new website, um, it's me and the web designer and he's working flat out. So it, it's just a case of when it's, and fun's always tight. So um, it's just a case of when we can get round to it. So you um, promoting them for us is actually giving us a bit of a breather. <laughs> yeah. no, I can do, I'll do all I can. Uh, I really, I really like the work you're doing. I really like the talent that you've found. So, you know, why, why wouldn't I? I think it's great. I'm kind of doing this off of, a loss i think you know i'm not making any money from it it's kind of like a hobby to me um i have a few patrons that are they help pay towards the website fees and other distribution fees which which is a really which i'm really grateful for and you are a patron so thank you very much susie you're you. helping support the, okay. the podcast um so you you talked about there about poetry they don't understand i've got a poem that i'm going to play at the beginning or sorry that i've just played at the beginning of this episode and uh, it's called War is Kind. I don't know if you've ever heard of that poem before, War is Kind. No. I'll, uh, I'll send it to you later on, but it, it really confuses me because it talks about war. It talks about the horrors of war. And then the sort of like punchline is War is Kind. And at the end of each um, each section of the poem, it says War is Kind, even though it's talking about horrible things. And I'm trying to get my head around it. So I'm using that as this episode's poem so that other people can write to me and tell me what they think it means so this poem i don't understand it i don't get the poem it's wow it's, it's a really good and powerful and i can tell that it's a strong powerful poem but i just i'm struggling to understand the poets uh which is uh steve crane stephen crane uh, but the poem is read out by a guy called tom bedlam um if you check him out on youtube this he's got lots of really cool poems that he's done voiceovers for uh yeah, I think it's called uh, the Voice Gospel Voice. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll put it in the links for this. Okay. This but uh, well, maybe you're not meant to, uh, or, or maybe each person would understand it differently. Yeah, I've, I'm very intrigued by songs and poetry that I don't understand. If there's a song that I don't get the lyrics, I'm very intrigued by it and I want to understand it. But uh, I don't know if you remember, a, I think it was a 70s or 80s song called Oh Superman. And it had like a yeah. ha, 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 really, really strange song. And I'm obsessed with that song. And it's just because I don't have a clue what they're going on about. I don't know what they mean. And I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. It's uh, a lot of people have made a views that it's something to do with September the 11th, you know, 20 years in advance of it actually happening and all this sort of conspiracy theory type stuff. But yeah, brilliant song. Oh, Superman. But um, yeah, I'm still trying to get my head. Well, have you not heard? Have you heard the new John Elton song with uh, Dio Lupa? I think that's how you pronounce it. Absolutely amazing song, and I love John Elton, and I love the, the girls' vocals. But they've got this video, and I'm like, I don't get it. 
They really don't get the video. And that's puzzling me. Now, that could mean that they've hooked me um, by not understanding the video. So the song might fade and I find another favourite song, but the video is just going, but why did they do that? They had all that finance to do something really amazing and they've got these puppets. And so (laughs) sometimes it, it could be done as a talking point to keep you hooked in. Yeah, I guess so. It's like a marketing tool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's, it's working on me and you, so here we go. Yeah. <laughs> that fantastic person there, Huskell, has just done a piece of art for one of our song releases. Oh, Huskell, yeah, he uh, sponsors the podcast for me. Yeah, he's, hmm. he's a good guy. Uh, yes, very. So, yeah, yeah, he's a great, great bloke. Um, and... If you go to his website and you use discount code Blue Pigment, you get ten percent off of his uh, some of his or oh, most of his stuff. Just to throw that out there okay. for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this has been fantastic talking to you, Susie. I think last time we spoke, we ended up rambling on for about. It was the first time we actually spoke to each other. We ended up talking for about an hour, agreeing with each other about how mental health is very good for uh, creativity. Sorry, is very good for mental health. And I'm glad that I got you on the show now so that we can vocalize and push that out to the audience and they can all sort of get on board of it. And anyone that was once by the time concerned that they weren't creative, you know, creativity is for everyone. If you don't like it, just give it a go anyway and see how you get on. You might be an absolute genius at something. You just don't know it yet. Well, even cooking was creative. I even think fishing, there's creativity in fishing. I think everything we do has a creative element to it. We just don't acknowledge it because um, we are not really taught about that at school. The same as somebody that is um, quite spiritual, um, we're not really, um, that's not spoken of. So um, children kind of grow up, well, I had this sixth sense or this feeling that this was going to happen and and um, can't really talk about it, but actually you can because we are so we so many amazing things about us that we have yet to even understand. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, I don't know like, where I was going there. No. The uh, my first couple of episodes that I ever did, my intro was the definition of the word art is the manifestation of human creativity. And that human creativity can be found in everything that we do. I mean, from language to, you know, at some point us as people were creative enough to start just talking and communicating with each other. Mm. Um, then we started writing things down and making little shapes on probably drawing with a stick on the sand. And that, that meant a, and that meant B maybe not those letters, but you know, something ancient letters in the, in the, in the olden days. And that, creativity has just continued and continued and continued and now people are making new nuts and bolts that can survive the uh the term you know breaching the atmosphere and going out into space and that creativity has started with something so simple and is going on to to bigger and better things you know the creativity in maybe another thousand years time i'd love to see where humans go and the creativity you know what our creativity side or creative side where that takes us 
So you're right. It's correct. Yeah. Activity is in everything, everywhere. 100%. Wow. Deep. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so if anyone wants to download any of our songs um, or contribute to what we do, it really, really will help us. We, did, we just raised £90 from one of our um, paintings to get the um, Remembrance song into the studio. Um, so the veterans going in there to record that. Um, so it's costs all the time is where we're struggling. Um, so yeah. where's, the, where's the best place for the audience to find your work? I know you've got the Military Veterans Creative Arts YouTube channel and you've got a number of different social media platforms. Where's the best place to find? Um, probably start at our website, which is www.mvcacare.org. Um, we're on SoundCloud. We're on um, YouTube, two YouTube channels, because when I started this, I was putting them on my own channel. Um, and now we've got our own um, Military Veterans Creative Arts YouTube. Um, and some of them are available on Amazon, um, Spotify, um, all those, uh, Apple, all those music download streaming um, uh, platforms. So you can go in and Google one of our songs and probably about 60 you would be able to get hold of. We've got about another 20 to go up and the poems will be going up at some point. Yeah, perfect. No, it's been been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Um, really glad I got you on board, and I'd love to do this again someday in the future uh, if you were up for it. But uh, thank you very much for coming on the show, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you very much, Ash, for all you do to support us. Really no appreciate it. And thank you for you, right. allowing me to use some of your content as well. To have served with your friends for all those times you stood as one, and all those faces you remember, you carry them.
have strength, we have freedom that we know. A place to go home so that our kids can grow and play. So it's thank you that we say our gratitude today is you who's paved the way with the courage you display. Modern day superheroes do exist in the form of those who serve and who enlist doing this for your country and those of us that live here. Everything you do for us, we hold dear. Thank you. Opinions or views expressed on this podcast are solely of my own or the guests and do not represent the opinions or views of anybody else or the Ministry of Defence. Shish kebab. Shashank redemption. Chicago! You're out of there!